Welcome to 10 Minutes With, a long-time favourite of InDaily's weekly Business Insight edition, which is brought to you by our partner, BDO, trusted business advisors helping achieve your goals. This summer, we have our guests in the studio to chat about specific industries that are important to the South Australian economy. Today, we're spending 10 minutes with Michael Macalino, a BDO expert in ag tech. What trends or gaps are there that are emerging in this industry and what are the global opportunities for ag tech? There's definitely been an evolution over the past couple of years in regards to ag tech. What we've seen globally is that the initial focus was very much on technologies that could add efficiency to the current way of producing food. Uh, So we had a lot of focus on sensors and software and, and how we process data to provide insights to farmers. That's definitely started to mature and it's now um, in a process of of essentially being applied to current farming systems. Really where the global opportunities are and also where there's an opportunity for South Australia is in some of those more emerging new farming systems. So these are things like how do we measure the level of soil carbon? How do we enable farmers to basically um, participate in things like carbon markets where they can sequester carbon into their soils, measure that, and then be paid by carbon markets for sequestering that soil. So that's an, a new and emerging um, industry and new emerging market that we can play in. Uh, and there's a whole range of technologies that are needed um, to be able to measure that for them to affordably participate in that. But if we bring it all the way back to how we can leverage existing technologies for South Australia, What we've seen over 2020 is that a lot of companies that are overseas in the ag tech space that are a little bit more mature than we have in South Australia, what's happened is that those companies have looked at the US market and seen that it's a little bit um, of a bit of a mess because of COVID. So they're actually starting to pivot their focus and look at the Asia Pacific region as the market that they actually want to target next. We have so many um, people within our region that they can apply their technologies to. And naturally, South Australia then comes up on the list for these companies. And these companies are from Europe, are from Israel. Um, And what they're looking at is how they can use South Australia as a hub for their research and development and their operations to launch into Asia. And everything that we're doing in the ecosystem is really laying that foundation for them to come to South Australia, set up here, gain access to our researchers, gain access to our investment um, opportunities and investors, venture capital, et cetera, within Australia. And South Australia's existing startup ecosystem enables all of the talent that we need, all of the um, access to facilities like Lot 14 to enable them to build their businesses here and then launch into the rest of Australia and the rest of the Asia Pacific from South Australia. South Australia's got a really broad range of agriculture products that it produces from citrus and wine through to seafood, meat, cereals and fruit and veg. So is this give us an advantage from an ag tech perspective, coupled with the fact that we've really also got a very broad climate range? Yeah, so this is uh, one of the key reasons why international companies are looking at South Australia uh, as that launch pad into the Asia-Pacific region. What we have here is essentially this perfect testbed for ag tech. You can be an ag tech company that sets up in the, in the city. You can, in the city, have access to all of our things like Lot 14 and the research um, organisations like the CSI, CSIRO, et cetera. And then within three or four hours of Adelaide, you've got access to two of the best wine regions in, in Australia. You've got access to the um, uh, Riverland. So within the Riverland, we have you know, Australia's largest wine region 
where you also have uh, horticulture, you have large corporate agribusinesses such as Costa Group that are um, operating within the Riverland as well. We then have all of our mixed cropping uh, that happens uh, up in the mid-north. Uh, all of this is within hours of South Australia. Uh, and our climate and also our biosecurity enable this to be done in a very controlled way in comparison to the, the uh, ways that this might be in, in places like America. So in America, the way that the, the geography is, is set out, um, it's very concentrated. So you have a lot of cropping that happens within a big area but there is no horticulture that happens within you know, hundreds and hundreds of kilometres of that cropping, um, just simply because of the geography of, of the United States. So you'd have to go to California to you know, apply a technology that could be used for almonds, for, cetera, uh, for example. Whereas in South Australia, you can basically have a technology that you, is used for almonds deployed in the Riverland, and then also you know, maybe 100 kilometres away, uh, have that applied, um, that same sensor technology applied to a mixed cropping operation, for example. So all of these mixed types of commodities and, and crops really provide a, a perfect testbed for ag tech. Um, and I think that's one of the driving forces to the ecosystem really developing here. So what about technology companies that may have traditionally been involved in sectors such as defence and space um, and manufacturing? I mean, is there an opportunity for them to look towards ag tech for, for, for ways of bringing new products to market? If we have a look at the core technologies that exist within defence and mining and agriculture, they're largely very similar. So there is this opportunity to develop core technologies, and, and these could be things like robotics, like sensors, like artificial intelligence, that can be deployed over all of those industries. So a sensor that is used in mining to detect uh, something within the soil can also be applied to agriculture as well. Um, so businesses that are set up within South Australia have the ability to service multiple industries from their back door. What we also have is the emerging space industry within South Australia, um, having the space um, you know, mission control centre um, being set up in South Australia and having companies like Miriota and Fleet. Those will, over the next decade, really set South Australia up as a leader in space. And space is going to play a massive role in the future of agriculture. So if we have a look at the ability to deploy sensors that can photograph our crops, um, that is something that our space industry is going to enable and, and also enable the, the cost of that to come down. So traditionally, uh, it has you know, taken maybe you know, once a week, you'd have a photo of your crop. The new sensors and the new satellites that have been developed in South Australia and will be launched over the coming years will enable that from going, okay, we get a picture of our crop once a week to we get a picture of our crop once a day. And, and the resolution of that is not going to be, you know, 30 metres, it's going to be 1.5 metres. So that orders of magnitude change in the information that we get from space enables farmers to make much more accurate decisions um, and much more timely decisions and then all of that has basically been uh, attributed to the fact that we have these industries such as defence and mining, um, which enables space to, to be an industry. And all, all of that connected uh, really puts us in a place where we can be globally competitive in this space. So what are the next steps that need to be taken in ag tech in South Australia in 2021? So if we look forward to 2021, uh, I think that one of the driving forces in South Australia for ag tech will actually be uh, people picking up the South Australian ag tech strategy that PERSA put together in consultation with industry and the ecosystem this year. 
that really uh, lays the groundwork for initiatives to be deployed. So um, it's available online. So if you're interested in this space, definitely go and have a look at that. What we've got in South Australia is um, the, the smart farms, which are definitely starting to get momentum. So we'll see a lot of technology deployed onto the smart farms. We'll see a lot of um, initiatives around getting farmers onto those smart farms to start to interact with that technology. Uh, in February, we've got um, the AgTech stream of SouthSart that will be happening. So we ran that last year. Um, that brings together a number of people from around the country involved in AgTech to South Australia, where we talk about AgTech and we talk about you know what does the next you know five to ten years look like for AgTech. We've also got Advanced Ag, which is a conference that was run at the beginning of 2020 by Persa, and Advanced Ag is really uh, looking at the adoption of ag tech for farmers. So very much focused on, on the producer side of, of the ag tech equation and, and how do we educate and inform um, producers about ag tech and how they can go about engaging with the ecosystem and understand the technologies and, and then bring those technologies and apply them on their farm. I think more generally, as the borders start to open up, I know that there's a number of companies in interstate and also overseas that are looking to actually come to South Australia, start to engage with industry, start to um, fill some of these gaps that have been identified in that ag tech strategy. So um, that's one thing I'm really looking forward to is actually getting more companies to South Australia in the ag tech space. I believe that organically it's going to be very hard for us to grow the ag tech ecosystem in South Australia, just with the people and the talent and the companies that we have here, we really need people that have got more mature technologies, more mature companies who can come here. They they bring capital here, they bring talent here, they bring um, mature technologies and experience of applying their technologies to different um, forms of agriculture. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. I think that that's definitely going to be the step change in the ecosystem in, in South Australia is having this diverse range of opinions and, and experiences from Australia and around the world. Uh, so I think that's that's something I'm really excited for for 2021. Thanks to Michael Macalino for the insights. Next week, we meet Angus Strawn to discuss tourism. This 10 Minutes of Business Insight is brought to you by BDO, trusted business advisors helping achieve your goals. Visit bdo.com.au.